When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And I just remember uh, there was no question that I couldn't ask that, uh, that that he wouldn't, you know, put some time and, and thought into answering and, and really cared about, the, the, you know, the things he shared, you know, about the position, about playing the game, about leadership, all those things uh, that make him... Uh, you know, the greatest to ever do it. You know, you get to be around that on a daily basis. You'd be crazy to uh, to uh, not, you know, absorb as much as you can. But, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of lived by the golden rule of, of making sure that uh, I was definitely seen and not heard very much. <laughs> when, uh, you know, when uh, Tom was in that room and there was a lot to be learning on my end as a young player. Uh, that was Kevin O'Connell. He spent, what, one year as a Patriots backup? Way back in the day, like 2008 or something. Yeah, it sounds right. I think so. Talking about TB12 as a teammate. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought he was talking about Kirk Cousins there. <laughs> well, greatest of all time. Greatest of all time in the contract room, anyways. Wow. Uh, but he's going to have to get Kirk to elevate wow. a little closer to Brady if the Vikings want to accomplish the one goal that we have set on this show, which is we just want them to win a Super Bowl before we die. Mackie, Judd, Declan. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. We've got draft week statements for you in just a second, but this is a huge week for the Vikings, obviously, and for us, because let's let's jump right into this, Judd. On Thursday night, we are partnering with Surly to host a Surly Purple Daily draft party. We go live on YouTube from Surly Brewing Company at 6 o'clock. We're going to get there, I don't know, hopefully by like 4 o'clock. We just want to spend a couple hours um, enjoying a couple libations and meeting as many of you guys as possible. I've received messages from people flying in from Austin and Atlanta already. <laughs> awesome. No pressure, by the way, for us not to be lamos when you meet us, but... Uh... Yeah, tell the audience. It's be fun on Thursday. It's going to be a great event, and um, as you said, Surly Brew Hall doors open at three. We start at around six. Um, and here is the probably the most exciting thing is for this event, our friends at Surly have brewed a special beer called Before I Die, one night only on tap. A beer that pays homage to what the mission of this show, and I think all Vikings fans. And that is a Super Bowl championship before we die. And so, and to be clear, there are some, you know, there are some beer companies that make a beer, but what they do then is they like stick a, hey, here's a new beer, but it's not. And our labels on, on to, 
this, this beer. This beer is actually, before I die, I've been brewed especially by the Surly Brewers for this event. Now, of course, the, the rest of the delicious on-tap beers at uh, Surly will be available on Thursday as well. But Before I Die is going to be the star of the show as we take your questions, as we talk football, as we talk Vikings, as we see who they pick at 12, if they do pick at 12. So doors at 3, we start at 6, we go until the draft is done. Hopefully it is nice enough outside. We'll be essentially, I think, right outside the door in the back mm-hmm. there at Surly. TCL TV in play as well, right, Phil Mackey? Yep, a 65-inch 5-series TCL Google Smart TV. We're giving it away. We have uh, other Surly prize packages. We're, we're collecting canned food items for the food group. So we'd love to see you guys out there, and we'd love to uh, to cheers a couple drinks and talk some purple on Thursday night. But, boys, let's see. You know, usually on Mackey and Judd every Monday, well, not usually, every single Monday, it's a Statements Monday. We figure, you know, in addition to our mock a day today, let's we got a bunch of thoughts in the days and hours leading up to the draft here. So let's fire away here. I'm going to lead you guys off with statement number one here. We'll just go around the room. Mm-hmm. Score more points <laughs> should be the biggest goal for the Vikings in the draft and in 2022 and beyond. Okay. So I think. I feel like people keep twisting the Vikings' current dilemma or plight into a pretzel that, like, well, the defense was ranked this, and they need to do this on defense, and if they can blah, 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 blah. We keep comparing the Vikings' upside and potential to the Rams, right? Like, the Rams are kind of because Kevin O'Connell came from the Rams, the Sean McVay coaching tree, and you know, a lot of people say, well, Matthew Stafford got to another level in the Rams system, so maybe if you can bring some of the Rams system to Minnesota, maybe Kirk Cousins can get to a new level. And so let's examine the Rams under Sean McVay for a second, all right? In their three best seasons under Sean McVay, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win. They've had very good defenses, no doubt. You can't just have the 26th-ranked defense, so I'm not disputing that by any means. But they have finished first, first, and third in the NFC in points scored in their three best seasons. If you're the Vikings... By the way, you were eighth last year in the NFC in scoring behind the Eagles, for God's sakes. <laughs> you definitely want to make your defense better, but your main focus should be turning this offense into a freaking monster. If you're looking at the Rams, it's good defenses with track meets, great offenses for the most part in their three best seasons. And so that's like, as we go into draft week, yeah, I'm not saying you have to draft an offensive player in the first round. So I'm just saying like offense should be at the top of your mind going into this week. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And and we need to stop thinking about the Vikings' problems as the Zimmer team's problems, right? Like, well, if the defense, they weren't good, and so, okay. A new scheme might actually help quite 100%, a bit, right? But, but, I mean, what you said is spot on, which is, is this going to be Mike's team still? No, he got fired. So it's not Mike's team. This now, yeah, track me, 98. 98's the comparison, right? I, I'm not saying that good, but I'm saying that's the comparison of, of what you want to trend to, which is you're going to score more points. I love that. Yeah, like wouldn't it be fun again? You know, some of this is strategic. Some of it's also like from a fan standpoint. Hasn't The most fun seasons, and in, in many cases the most successful seasons in Vikings football the last 30 years, yep. are when they've got an aerial attack, they're playing fast, they're playing indoors. Yep. 
Like they're pretty close to they've got Jefferson and Thielen. You got depth at receiver and skill position players. You got Irv Smith, I me, mean, Kirk Cousins accuracy, right? You got an offensive minded coach. Like they're they're closer to being elite offensively than anything else. And so again, I'm not saying you should just ignore defense by any means, and they've done some things to upgrade that in free agency, but score more points, baby. Mm-hmm. That's and you'll be surprised mm-hmm. or maybe not to know how much better your defense gets when your offense is up twenty one to three in the second quarter and you're throttling down, right? In a league that, by the way, all the rules are positioned to favor you. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're like, we play defense. The league's like, well, that's cool, but we're going to throw flags constantly. It's, yeah, it's going to be almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> cool, that's awesome, but you're screwed. All right. No. My statement is this. 2023 is the key. Now, I'm talking more about the draft here, but hear me out. Hear me out. Because as much as the Vikings want to say, we are in it for 2022, we think that we can be good. Zimmer was the antichrist of coaches, but we've got our guy now. All of it might be true. I have no clue. I actually don't care. 2023 is the key, and here's why. 2023, unless Cousins extends his career and just continues to, and like, let's say he's great, that could change it. But as of right now, I think it's very safe to assume that Kirk Cousins has two more years here. And then the voidable years in his contract extension kick in in 2024. So 2023 is probably right now going to be it for him as a Viking. 2023 has a deep quarterback draft. You need to start positioning yourself now. And I'm going to assume you're not going to be terrible. All right. So that's the most important thing. I'm going to assume that you're going to be competitive. You might be a playoff team, but you still need to position yourself as well as you can to be in a spot to potentially trade up in the first round next April to grab a quarterback. And this is supposed to be a deep and good quarterback class. 2022 is not, which I'm fine with as well. But the point is, among the things that I believe, especially Quasi Adolfo Manza has to do, is begin to position yourself to grab a quarterback in 23, allow, and I'm cool with this as well, that guy to learn behind Cousins, and then hit the ground running in 24 and not be like, oh, that guy's okay, I don't know, but actually be your QB. I believe that O'Connell and Adolfo Mensa are here for a multitude of reasons, but the most important is to solve a problem that has not been solved in years in this town, and that is finding your quarterback. Okay, so... This may come as a shock to the listeners and viewers of the show, but obviously we have had our mind on the quarterback of the future. I know it's shocking. It's the first time you've heard us talk about this. Do you really think that they have their mind on the next quarterback? Because I get the sense that, especially the coaching staff and Kevin O'Connell, it's all about maximizing Kirk. So to what extent do you think Quasi Adolfo Mensa is thinking about the next quarterback? Because by the end of this, you know, next two years, I mean, Kirk's going to be, what, 35 years old? and. Yep. Even less mobile than he is right now. Very, very expensive if if he comes back at that age, which probably would cause you to um, have second thoughts about signing him again. Uh, As far as O'Connell goes, I think it's very fair to say that Kevin O'Connell is focused on the now. And he's going to maximize Kirk, and he's going to do the best damn job that Kevin O'Connell can do. If I went in privately to talk to Quazy and he's like, "Yeah, me, me too. I'm all about Kirk. I'm not. I am not even thinking about the future at that position." I say, "Quazy, pack up your stuff. You're fired right now." He has to be thinking about that. He has to be 100. percent 
I mean, he was hired in large part to solve this, to find the guy. No, the I, next well, guy. I think he was, he was, no, no, he was hired to win games. He was, but it's a double track job. His job is very, very difficult, which is why I think that he has to be trusted to be. He hired O'Connell. O'Connell's going to try and maximize Kirk. That part's, that part's done now for him. That's in place. Pieces are in place there. But the next job is the job that's so important, and that is identifying and finding the right guy on a rookie contract again. To guys, I mean, yeah. this, this is not an I, anti-Kirk. I'm tracking, I'm tracking. And this is not an I anti-Kirk don't... rant. This is a, how are oh. you handling the future? No, it's not, because Kirk's going to be reaching an age where he's a, where he's a geriatric quarterback. You like that? You like that? I, what I'm saying is I don't get the sense that the Wilfs are in Quasi's ear right now saying, hey, let's make sure we got our eye on the next quarterback. I feel like everyone se- seemed to come together at some point or another when they hired Kevin O'Connell and said, we can win now, mm-hmm. we can win big now, mm-hmm. and we're going to lock into Kirk for two more years. Listen, I'm tracking with you, all right? I, all right. If, if they can wind up trading back and get a first-round pick for 2023 and give themselves a great option in a quarterback-rich draft, I'm all about it. I just question whether that's one of their top priorities going into well, Thursday and Friday. I have heard that they're, that the Wilfs might occasionally dip in to PD. And let's just say, Ziggy, Mark, the rest of you, Lenny, all of you, if you're not thinking about that, you need to be. There you go. There you go. There's your, there's your, Jonathan. There's your free consultation. He's right the there. kid. I was trying to think of his name. Jonathan, you as well. Johnny. Johnny, think about it. Think about it. Don't make a mistake here. Be smart. Be smart, right. Johnny. Dex. All right. My, my statement is when the draft happens this week, no matter what happens, whether it's a pick at 12 and whether that's a cornerback, a wide receiver, a lineman, or a trade back, whatever the plan is, trust Quasi and KOC's plan. I think we are somewhat divided still on Vikings fans of no they they need to take a cornerback right no they need they need to take a cornerback they they have they have a bunch of warts on their defensive backs they need something to stop the pass oh well but but also they could take a wide receiver because they need their offense to takes to has to be taken to the next level well also they could trade back I don't want to trade back that's what Rick Spielman did whatever they do trust their plan if it's best player available if it's a linebacker if it's a cornerback if it's a wide receiver I want Vikings fans to trust the plan here. Because is different from Rick Spielman. KLC is different than Mike Zimmer. So whatever they are doing, Vikings fans, give them the chance. Give them the benefit of the doubt for right now. And if this does not work in a year and a half, two years, and these draft, this draft class implodes, let's rip him. Let's rip him all over the place. But for right yeah, now, I, trust their plan. I think to that point, hmm. you know, Judd probably has more of an issue with just sort of blindly trusting sports executives, but I, I agree with you in that there's no reason not to trust them yet unless you are so put off by that by Quasi deciding to run it back. But I you know, I think that was very very much driven from from an ownership perspective. And so like if you're if you feel like they shouldn't have run it back, I think you have to put that more on ownership than you do on Quasi. And so from this point forward it's it's Quasi's show to run. So yeah, I mean I have no reason not to trust him at this point. I, I like some of the things that he's done in free agency so far. I like the hire of Kevin O'Connell. Judd, it feels like you I'm gonna see might want to lash out about blindly no, trusting it's a draft. It's a draft. <laughs> and so a draft becomes – because, I mean, we don't know. Like, you just don't know. And I'm certainly not a what I would call a draft nick or draft expert. So I guess 
with what Declan's saying about the draft, unless they did something just egregiously stupid, which would be egregiously stupid, um, I don't disagree there. But, you know, I'm just curious to see. Look, I'll give all, every one of these guys gets a chance. Because it takes a few years. Mm-hmm. And and I tend to agree with what Phil said. I do think that the let's bring everybody back or a lot of guys back, I think that's the Wilfs and their fear of being bad, which I think is a fault, but I don't think that's on the new GM. Like, I don't think it's like, oh, crazy did this. I think he was basically told, hey, here's what we do, and he did it because it's a good job. All right. All right, so my next statement is, I think there are only five positions the Vikings will consider drafting in the first round, not just this year, but as long as Quasia Dofa Mensa is the general manager. Mm. So in 2016, and you guys, we talked about this on the old radio show, the Cleveland Browns hired Paul D. Podesta to help run their front office. Uh, this was a very unorthodox hire at the time, and the Browns were very much a train wreck, but he was a very high-profile baseball general manager from... Uh, he he rose to fame 20 years ago with the Oakland Athletics, the Moneyball Oakland A's, and uh, he's very analytically driven. He's actually one of the most analytically driven executives in sports, and you know, he's just been kind of under the radar. He works for Andrew Barry or works... Like, I, I, I think he might be technically a president, and, and maybe they work together, but he just got a five-year extension with the Browns, so he's going to be there for, for longer. And since... D. Podesta arrived in Cleveland, which, by the way, is where Quasi Dofamensa, after he left San Francisco, really cut his teeth and honed his resume to become a general manager. His time in Cleveland was the most instrumental for getting the Vikings job. Since D. Podesta arrived six years ago in Cleveland, the Browns have selected these positions and only these positions with their first pick in the draft. Mm. Wide receiver, edge, cornerback, Offensive tackle and quarterback. Wait. So, with and there was one year where their first their first pick was a second rounder, but with their first pick in the draft. Yep, go back to that. Since Paul D. Podesta took over Cleveland, you know, helping to run that front office. Yep. Wide receiver, edge, cornerback, offensive tackle, yep. and quarterback. Yeah. And you might argue that those are the most important positions in today's NFL, right? Okay, quarterback, receiver, so passing game, offensive tackle, and then edge rusher, stopping the opposing team's quarterback and cornerback. It doesn't mean that the other positions, interior D-line, linebacker, safety, running back, it doesn't mean that there's guard, center, like there's important positions. But if you're looking, like, so if you're looking at a center in the first round or if you're looking at a linebacker or, or you know, if Kyle Hamilton falls, I think, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, Quasey was molded in this environment. He's very analytically friendly, and he understands positional value that wide receiver, edge, corner, offensive tackle, quarterback are going to be the positions that they focus on with their most premium draft capital, which is the first pick that you make. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's right. That's the right list. I feel like receivers weren't on that list five years ago. They are now. The rest mm-hmm. of them? Always on that list, right? Like Phil, we talked way, about this forever. They whiffed on the receiver. I think it was uh, is it the Baylor kid Coleman, Corey well, Coleman? Yeah, yes. they whiffed hard on that the, pick. Off but. the field <laughs> troubles, right? But yeah, that. But this list is absolutely right. This is why we've talked about forever running backs and Dalvin. And God bless him; he's a great player. But I mean, this is why we keep saying a Dalvin Cook. Like you got it's not his fault, but he plays the wrong position. 
Yes, this list, I love this. This is what you should do. And I I also saw somebody tweeted out, or there was a note I saw last week about what, and it might have been before Quasi got to the Browns or around the time that he did, and it was basically their their core values of how to draft and stuff. And mm-hmm. and one was essentially, and this is a good a great one too. One was essentially something about keep taking chances on quarterbacks because you yes. never know, you never know. Well, and that's another one I love. That's another you know that's the, the Eagles had that philosophy and and still do right. Like it was you know, what's his name? Uh, Doug Peterson wrote that manifesto when he was still unemployed, saying this is how you build a great quarterback room. I'm coming. You to keep you from putting the good quarterbacks in it. <laughs> I won't blow things up, but I will get quarterbacks. But, yeah, that, I love that. All right. Uh, Judd's next statement is going to be brought to you against his will. I am putting a sponsor on this next statement. But I think he's going to enjoy it because uh, Livia helped him lose a lot of weight over the past six months or so. Against my will? Are you kidding? This is this is a weight loss <laughs> program that you would take with the first overall pick every single time. That's right. Not the second, not the third. It's not a debatable first-round pick. My friends at Livia Weight Control Centers are the first overall pick in every weight loss draft. And you know what? You know who's Exhibit A? Judd Zolga. That's right. 40 pounds down, a guy that a few months back, well, let's just say not in great shape. Uh, Clothes didn't fit great. And here's the key. With this program, I not only dropped the weight, and it was easy. It was a great program. But now I am in maintenance. I am keeping the weight off. And I want you to also join me with a new simple start plan for just $59. You receive one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person from Livia's team of experts. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. The best part, again, lose the weight and then keep it off. That's the tough thing. And that is where you are really going to get the, the help that you need. It's the help that I'm getting right now. Livia. Dot com. Boom. All right. Statement All right. from Judd. Okay. I'm going to go in a little bit uh, a different direction from the draft, but very much within the Vikings family and say this, my statement, no kidding. Report from, I, I believe, uh, Chris Thomas and Piner Press over the weekend that it's looking like the Vikings won't pick up the fifth-year option on first-round pick, I mean bust, Garrett Bradbury. No kidding. For all of the combine lip service that we got from KOC about, yeah, Garrett, I watch him on film. It's pretty impressive and blah, blah, blah. And that's the, that's actually the only time that I've just, I just shook my head. I'm like, dude, you are full of it, I hope. Well, Thomason reported Saturday or Sunday that it almost is certain that the Vikings uh, because th- this has to be done by some point in May, will not pick up yeah. the fifth-year option on Bradbury's contract, meaning that unless he has an unbelievable year and he's re-signed, the 2022 season will be his last year. My guess is that there might be, I would hope, some type of competition. But if they make the move at right guard that I think they're going to to get stronger there, the only position left where I think we're all going to say you're really going to start that guy, center. Bradbury's been a bust. It's unfortunate. Uh, moving on in some way, shape, or form whenever they do it is the wise move. So no kidding, Garrett Bradbury, fifth-year option, almost certainly not in play. Yeah, and, we, and we've sort of seen this coming from a ways away. I'm sure we'll talk more about it if and when it becomes a reality. But this 
pretty well closes the door, I would think. I mean, let's say he has a big season and puts himself in the position as a as an unrestricted free agent then, right, which he would become after the season, where there's five teams bidding for his services. Like, that's like the, the best case scenario is the system and new coaches and everything, he finally clicks and figures it out. Right. You could say, well, wouldn't he, if given a chance, wouldn't he want to come back to that same environment, or would he be offended that they didn't pick up his fifth year option? Like, but there's no guarantees. Right. But the other door that opens here is okay. He becomes a lame duck player for you. I'm contractually obligated to mention J.C. Treader every chance I get on this. Does it make it more likely that they would bring in a veteran J.C. Treader for one year? I mean, if you're going to have a one year center. Wouldn't you rather it be J.C. Treader than Garrett Bradbury? You got you got some cap space. Hundred percent. Now, if you're going to pick up Bradbury's fifth year and now it's two years, okay, let's develop him and mold him for two more years. But if you're if you're cutting that off, yeah, and and he's going to be a free agent, and then Treader's on the hook for you know, let's say one year and six million, and then he's a free agent. Yep. Give me the guy that's already established. So, oh, if Bradbury's offended that they don't pick up his option, he doesn't get it. Like this is well, not. I, I, I don't. I'm not saying he is. No, no, I'm but just... but the point is, if he plays well. If he plays well, he steps in, then dude, come back. That's cool. But he has done nothing in his career, nothing to have that option picked up. So, like, I'm just happy that what the Vikings are going to do contractually makes a lot more sense than what Kevin said at the Combine, where I thought, does he really like that this guy? He's going to have to earn it to stick around. One more statement from me. It is, get ready to back up the Brinks truck. And I'm referring to the inevitable insane payday that wide receiver Justin Jefferson is going to attract here in about a year or two. So right now, these 2019 wide receivers are going to get paid here soon, right? Like Debo Samuel's looking to get paid. DK Metcalf's going to want to get paid. A.J. Brown's super good in Tennessee. What the Cooper heck? Cup. Are the, are, the, are the Vikings going to do to afford Justin Jefferson? Now, he's under the rookie scale deal. It's not a move you have to establish right now. But you might want to start pinching those pennies, figuring out ways to, to direct deposit into your savings account because you're going to have to pay <laughs> this man. And it's, not, it's I don't think it's going to be a big problem yet. And don't, again, panic about it right now. But if I'm the Vikings, start figuring out ways to project that next contract for Justin Jefferson because the dude's going to get a haul on that next yeah. deal. I think the biggest thing to consider here, so that that contract wouldn't really start kicking in until like, I mean, his, so this is year three, uh, so he'll still be a discount this year and next year, and then the fifth year option goes up, so like, we're really talking like a 2024-25 spike for Justin Jefferson. I don't know that you can have, let's say, a top three highly paid receiver and a top three cap hit quarterback on the same team if you want any other pieces like you so I I think even more reason to start paving the way for all right who's the rookie scale quarterback so we can get some value at that spot while we're not getting value anymore at receiver like you're getting value because it's Jefferson but like you're no longer getting a contractual discount if that makes sense you got to find value now luckily you might you might have a franchise left tackle for four more years yes valuable rookie scale contract too so where are you finding value in a salary cap league if Justin Jefferson is no longer contractually valuable? But I wouldn't just, you know, some of these teams are just trading these. I wouldn't do that. I'm not just going to, listen, if it becomes untenable, like Debo Samuel just doesn't really want to play for the Niners anymore, it sounds like. 
But if it's if the relationship hasn't become untenable, I don't fear paying top dollar to a receiver that changes the game like he does in today's NFL. No, I don't think That's my two cents. Yeah, and and in his, his case, I'm not sure that he's going to be dealt. Like he's m- making noise now, and I think San Fran is privately saying we ain't we ain't going to trade him. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean Jefferson is. But th- this is where 2023 is key, right? Because if you hit that quarterback right, you're in great shape. You're in fantastic shape. You just can't continue to pay Kirk Cousins. Yep. All right, I've got one more statement here before we get to uh, our mock a day. Judd, you have a last statement you can chime into. But high end talent is more important than depth in this draft for the Vikings. So the Vikings going into and I haven't maybe there's a more recent figure here with uh, 2022 offseason rosters, but like last year the Vikings had the 12th youngest roster in the NFL, so it's not like they're in desperate need of a youth injection. And I and I still think they're sitting on a backlog of young players from the last two drafts that we don't necessarily know a lot about. I mean, think about. Wyatt Davis and Cam Bynum and Amir Smith Marset and there's a bunch of other guys that we just. Oh, there's young players that are pretty talented that are sitting around and we don't know a lot about them. So I'm not really interested in a trade back festival that results in extra fifth and seventh round picks this weekend. I would just like the Vikings to find some stud players in the first and second round. Give me a couple stud players in the first and second round. And if you wind up with some depth, that's cool too. But it it, it feels like they've, I'm not saying their roster is perfect or anything or that they have like reliable depth, but I just think there's enough young players here that you can get a feel for that they should be looking for home runs in the first and second round, not, oh, we need three extra picks later so we can have depth and get younger. No? What do you guys think? I love sixth-round picks. <laughs> Seventh-round picks are great. I mean, that's where you replenish the special teams. That's all. Well, Diggs was a fifth-round pick, and Daniil Hunter was a third here's or whatever. The o- like, here's the only round I went back, the fourth-round pick. That Herndon got traded for. I mean, a fourth round pick. I'd like a fourth round pick, right? But after, yeah, okay. uh, the the end <laughs> the end of the draft. Uh, yes, yes. I I'm not going to have a problem if the, if Vikings trade back in the first round to like try and get a 2023 first round pick or something. Zero problem. But yeah, if they get to like the third round or the or the fifth round and start bailing backwards, it's going to be flashbacks. You're correct. All right. I'm good. Let's go. Let's let's do mock. It. Okay. You guys want to do this? Okay. So, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a call at the line of scrimmage here, boys. I want to mock. Mock. All right. We do a, we do a mock a day on this show, and usually we take other people's mocks and we and we tell you you know over the last three weeks how often each player is getting mocked to the Vikings, and the one time that we tried doing our own mock simulation, it was pretty much a train wreck. Yeah. We were made fun of. So let's try again here, boys. I want a mock. mock. I will. There's a different quarterback uh, coordinating this uh, mock draft, so that that might help a that might help a little bit. No, I don't think it was you. I I, I don't think no, you coordinated it well. I think uh, we tried. Uh, no, you struggled. Pie chart to blame. There was there was definitely a slice of pie that went to death. Yeah, you struggled. I did nothing. No, wrong. I, I think what happened was we we just <laughs> got right. we were we were really excited to trade. You know, like we you get oh, all that's these right. trade YouTube offers. jokers. Traded yeah, we, and screwed we, up the whole draft. I told you not results. to. That is true. That is the biggest <laughs> chunk of blame. You're right. So, okay, this right here on the screen for the YouTube audience, you can see it here. We've got the draftnetwork.com up, and we are picking as the Vikings. 
And so we're going to click play here in a second. It's going to go kind of fast, but we're going to get trade offers. We'll stop every two or three picks, and uh, and we'll eventually. It's just a one-round mock, so we're just going to pick at 12 for the Vikings and see how the rest of the draft plays out. And the draft is sponsored by our friends at Valley Park. Hopefully we don't have performance issues with this mock draft simulation. But if you are suffering from performance issues, Valley Park is dedicated to providing breakthrough ED remedies to men in the greater Minneapolis era, uh, area. Their approach is medical. You'll meet with a medical provider who will review your medical history, examine you, supervise your treatments. The, the treatments are surgery-free, drug-free, and non-invasive. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. That's ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. I'm going to click play here. And we're going to see what the first three picks are in this mock draft simulation. The Jaguars are on the clock. Okay. They've selected Trayvon Walker That's from Georgia. Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions. And Sauce Gardner to the Texans. Your thoughts? I would not be surprised if this is exactly yeah. how the first three went. Because the the Walker pick has gained a ton of steam. Yeah, that's just yeah. Yeah, Peter Schrager kind of threw that one out there. Schefter was saying the same thing, I think. And I think Sauce, yeah, I think Sauce has gone top five for sure now, don't you? I I think it's between Hutchinson and Walker that go one, but I would say this one, two, three order of Walker, Hutchinson, Sauce is probably going to be the first three picks off the board. Okay. I might write that down. Yeah, I think uh it's it's so unpredictable. Like I, I could see, I could see, so, I could actually see Stingley still being the first cornerback off the board. Like wow. there's so many things that could happen. That's a bold prediction. Uh, that's a you might want to write that down. Stingley, I, I said I could see it. I didn't say it was. <laughs> I could see Stingley going top ten. I think Saucy's going first among cornerbacks. Okay. Okay. Now there was a report, or, or at least an idea floated by the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, last week that hey, they could move up from twelve to four. Do you want me to pick up the phone, so to speak, here, and offer the Jets something? Do you want to move up to no. four here, or do you want what do you want to do? No, no, no. Please say no. If Sauce wasn't available, I'd consider it. I don't. don't no. And even then, I I don't. Didn't we okay. learn from our last mock where a trade derailed okay. the whole draft? Okay. All right. Let's well. Let's see what the next three picks are. Okay. So Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the first three. Now the Jets are on the clock. Okay. Here we go. Kayvon Thibodeau to the Jets, Evan Neal to the Giants, and Iki Aquanu to the Panthers. So another edge and the first two offensive tackles off the board here. No quarterbacks. Interesting. And uh, no skill position players have come off the board. The Giants are on the clock at seven. That is really is If, really if this intriguing. happens, it means, it means Malik Willis is in play now for teams much more, right? Man. Like... Yes, the Giants aren't drafting him. I think, it, like this becomes a really critical pick here because if the Falcons want Malik Willis, you're gonna have to leapfrog to trade into the seven slot mm-hmm. if the Panthers pass on a quarterback or Kenny Pickett or whoever you would have at the top of your list. Let's keep going. Okay, we'll do three more picks here. All right, the Giants take Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher. Okay, Garrett Wilson to the Falcons, first quarterback off the board. And there goes Stingley okay. to the Seahawks. So nine picks off the board. Jermaine Johnson, Garrett Wilson, the receiver from Ohio State to the Falcons, and Derek Stingley to the Seahawks. So, te- so 10, 11, and 12 are now going to be getting a ton of calls, I would guess, from teams that might take 
a quarterback, right? To trade up. Yes. So like this, the Jets aren't taking one. So if you're the Vikings, Washington is, could take one, right? They definitely could. But if you're the Vikings, this puts you in a great position to to possibly trade and get a pretty good haul back. Well, it kind of does a couple things here. If the draft plays out this way, and, I, and again, I would be really surprised if there are no quarterbacks drafted in the top 10. I mean, come on. I agree. Malik Willis. You see, no one's going to trade up for Malik Willis. Yep. I would just be really surprised. Um, but if it plays out this way, you could look at it one of two ways. That, okay, A, yeah, the Vikings could now maybe get a haul to trade back because teams are going to be looking like the Steelers, Mm-hmm. The Saints, there's some there's some quarterback needy teams behind the Vikings. But the other way to look at it is, well, the fewer quarterbacks come off the board before the 12th pick means that like more players the Vikings might want to come off the board, right? Yes, it means, absolutely. It means Stingley gets taken. It means an extra receiver like, like Garrett Wilson gets taken here. Yep. So, all right, let's see what happens with the Jets at 10. Okay, they wow, they take Charles Cross, the third offensive tackle off the board. I paused it again here. So now, so now the, the commanders are on the clock at 11. No quarterbacks off the board. So the commanders, I'm guessing, are going to take Willis? And they could trade here, too. So the, the, the best players on the board right now, you got you got Drake London, receiver USC, Kyle Hamilton, safety Notre Dame, Jamison Williams, receiver Alabama. Yeah. You also have uh, Jordan Davis, the interior defensive lineman from Georgia, on the board, and we've seen him mock to the Vikings before. Malik Willis, obviously, all the quarterbacks are on the board. Chris Olave, receiver from o- Ohio State. Trent McDuffie is on the board here. So, if you're the Vikings, what do you? You're, there's a lot of options here. I'm guessing if you're if, the Vikings. I'm guessing if you are the Vikings and you're going to stay at 12, which you might trade, but if you're going to stay at 12, I am guessing right now that you are going to take a wide receiver. Because there's some really yeah. good ones left. I'm with Judd here. And, and Phil, I think, to be clear, I think the Vikings internally are thinking like what you said in statements. Let's pile on the points. Like, it makes perfect sense. I don't think that they're, that they're going to be like the previous re- regime, which right now would probably be lamenting the fact both corners are gone. I no. think they're going to be like, hell yeah, let's take one. Let's add. Well, the- on the receiver front, too, I think the, the pushback that the people tend to provide is, well, what do you mean K.J. KJ Osborne? K.J. Osborne's a really good player. But I don't know that he is, like, a future number one or even number two. Like, if you're looking for an elite passing attack, yes, K.J. Osborne is an okay number three, but probably a better depth guy, right? Yes. And a guy that fills in as a as a top three guy for injuries or, he'll, you know, he'll he'll get targeted three, four times a game even as a number four guy. You know, but if but if all of a sudden you've got because Jefferson's a number one, mm-hmm. Thielen at his best is still a, like a one B red zone especially he's still excellent, and then you add another one to that group, correct? And Irv Smith and Delvin Cook. So all right, so let's see who the Commanders pick here, and then we're going to get bombarded with trade offers. So all right, all right, the phone is ringing. Could you hear that by the way? Yes. Or is it just me? Oh, you guys yeah, I can't hear. Too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the phone literally rang. We don't know who phone. Washington selected here. It is. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting a – it's a spam call, actually. <laughs> okay, so – All right, so just for fun here, so the Steelers are calling. And I and again, the, the one flaw on this website is uh, we don't know who the commanders just took unless we cancel out these trades. So I'm guessing Malik Willis is on the board, and that's why the Steelers – my guess is Washington took Kyle Hamilton. Yep. 
And ignore the years on here. These are wrong. So, so the Steelers are offering a first-round swap, and then they're offering a third and a fourth in this year's draft and a fifth in next year's draft. No. See you later. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Okay. Don't like this at all. Let's decline that. Okay. Okay, the Patriots are offering a first-round pick swap to back to 21, and then they will give us their second rounder this year. I like that more than the Steelers trade, to be honest. It's actually not a bad comp. offer. Yeah, decline. That's, I decline. Yep, thanks, bye. <laughs> okay. And then the Saints are offering the 16th pick in this year's draft. So a pick swap back to 16, a fifth this year, and a third next year. I'm out on that. Too. They might do that. Thanks but for the offer. Bye. See you. Okay. Mickey Loomis. All right, so we've declined it. Oh, by the way, Drake London goes to Washington. Okay. So do you guys want to make the pick here? Yes. We're picking here, right? Okay. Yes. So Kyle Hamilton's on the board. All right, I'm going I'm to say who I think it should be. I think they should take Jamison Williams, stud wide receiver, Alabama, coming off an injury. I think that guy's a beast. I think he was the best receiver in this draft class before the injury. Yep. And I think he gives you a down-the-field element that only adds to the explosiveness of this offense. I like it. I'll go along with that. Yeah. I. The only reason I would take Hamilton, Hamilton is clearly yeah. the best player available here. He is. He's, he is. Um, and it's Notre Dame. Harrison went to Notre Dame. I wouldn't be surprised at all if if Hamilton's kind of the guy that replaces Harrison Smith long term for the Vikings, and if, especially too if Cameron Bynum plays out. But I, I just the upside of of Williams would be fun as hell. Keep in mind too, say, safety doesn't fit the the list that Phil. Yeah, correct. Gave us. I agree. I agree. That's very important. I agree. So again, I, I might be. I'm, I'm just observing what the Browns have done for six years. I'm yeah. not. You know, Quasey has his own thoughts too, but that's the that's the, sort of the culture that he came from. Is that you draft premium positions with your first pick? That's your most important draft asset, right? And wide receiver is on that list. Safety is not. Okay. All right, Jamison Williams, boys, do it. Here it is. Boom. All right. Now we, we can it. watch see how the rest of the draft plays out. But we just selected Jamison Williams. In so the Mc, first round. So McDuffie goes 14 to the Ravens. That's interesting. Yep. Zion Johnson uh, from Boston College to the Eagles at 15. Malik Willis falls into the Saints' lap at 16. Jordan Davis to the Chargers. Chris Olave, receiver to the Eagles. Uh, it was a wide receiver run here. Traylon Burks. Steelers wind up with the cornerback from Utah. And we can let it play out from here. Uh, Packers take not a receiver. <laughs> they take a tackle. Uh, Trevor Penning's good from Northern Iowa. So, okay, if this happens, uh, we're, we're getting more trade offers here. But... Uh, What's this? I don't know. I'm just going to decline this. <clears throat> yeah. So okay. So if that happens, if they take the Alabama receiver, how do you feel? If they take a receiver at, at that buyer's spot, no, 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 not if no, because that's where I'll go with Declan. I'll trust him. Trust it. Like I'll trust it's not Treadwell, uh-huh. right? Like that's the key question. Um, and I'll trust that. But I think as far as positional value and decisions go, I like that. Hamilton might be a great player, and it sounds like he's awesome, but I'm sorry. I can't take a safety there. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, by the way, so Jamison Williams, who uh, it's Ohio State has such ridiculous. So he was he was actually an Ohio State receiver until he transferred to Alabama. So they had, like Joe Burrow. Basically, was like the three Ohio best State receivers were Ohio State guys. Uh, but he broke out with Alabama. He caught 79 passes for 1,572 yards, 20 yards per catch, 15 touchdowns. That guy, when healthy, is absurd, and uh, and he's not a small guy. Like you know, he's six foot two, so he's got a little bit of length. I'm think, here for it. Think of the targets. Think of the targets. 
Thielen, yeah. Jefferson, this kid, Osborne. and then and then Thielen leaves, and you've got this kid on a good on a rookie contract. I mean, yeah, I'm in. Are we going to count that in mock a day? Like, like I know we made the pick. Let's do it. Let's sure. count it. That's, no, that's up to you guys. We can be experts. That's up to you guys. We can be experts. Yeah, we're totally, we're totally experts. I mean, you didn't totally take Stingley, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it's not Stingley, I don't know. This? All right. Are we going to do it? Yeah. All yes, right. Pat. I just gave him the five minutes. Thing. Yes. All right. We're doing it. Very funny. Well, that's uh, good oh, yeah, job, we you guys. It. We got to go. All right. Nice that was rebound. presented by Federated too. Federated is here for the Vikings. I think it's less about risk management, more about throttling down. But for your business, it's about maximizing potential through risk management. And that's where Federated comes in with over 100 years of experience. They've been helping business owners, and they've been a huge supporter of us at Score North and Purple Daily over the years. So uh, you can support us by supporting our sponsors like the ones at Federated. If you're a business owner, check them out, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. There we go. We're just fixing the Vikings, baby. One draft pick at a time, one take at a time. And don't forget, Thursday night, we would love to see as many of you guys as possible at the Surly Purple Daily Draft Party at Surly Brewing Company. Looking forward to it. However it plays out, we got you covered. We'll be live on YouTube all night. So we'll see you tomorrow on Purple Daily.